Welcome back to Working Title. I'm Victoria Cerrada, and I'm here with the wonderful Isha Johansson. Hopefully, I said your name in the most Danish way. I'm trying, but <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing good. Okay, perfect. And for today's episode, this is very exciting. We're exploring um, basically obsessive behaviors in artists, creators through three films. Uh, because we're already stressed out by life exams, so we said, you know what? Let's keep it in the theme, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, what Victoria like literally described before starting this episode, she was like, "I'm at I'm at a boiling point. I'm at a breaking point," which is very, very uh, adequate to our episode, which was inspired mainly because we both watched Tar recently, and we kind of wanted to explore a bit more this kind of like unhealthy genius in the artist so the three films we're going to be covering are tar whiplash and boiling point um before we get into it i think it's fair for our listeners to get a little like a little summary without any spoilers yeah. about each one of them um tar directed by todd field and released now in 2022 is a film set in the international world of classical music and it centers on Lydia Tarr, widely considered one of the greatest living composers or conductors and first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra. So this is the only female protagonist we have, as opposed to Boiling Point, directed by Philip Barantini, where we see a head chef that balances multiple personal and professional crises at a popular restaurant in London. And lastly, we have Whiplash, which is a more like young approach where we see um, Miles, Miles Teller, who under the direction of a ruthless instructor, this young, talented drummer begins to pursue perfection at any, at any cost, even his humanity. And forgot to say that Whiplash is directed by our beloved Damien Chazelle, uh, which both begin me love. But anyways, let's dig into it and let's kind of... I wanted to start by saying how I think like in the three of them, yeah, the, the motif is this kind of like unhealthy genius or obsessive genius in the artist. And I think it mainly starts by the fact that like in the arts, discipline is everything. Mm -hmm. And I think like these three characters just kind of show how committed they are to their work. Um, may maybe because that's like the only way for them to make it the only way they understand how to make it in each one of their industries and by the way i think um like differences in industries in each one of these characters in the whiplash and, and tar are quite similar it's quite interesting because for example with like a restaurant a chef in a restaurant that's kind of i feel like commonly overlooked so just to say that i appreciated how like we included chefs in this kind of craft but yeah what do you think about this kind of obsess like obsession with discipline as a creative yourself do you think it's like a pressing thing i think it's definitely like a big debate between artists right it's like the dedication to the art right because the way we talk about artists from the past there's always this like almost mythical like figure of the genius right where it's like oh my god he sacrificed himself through the art and i think these movies kind of 
brought to light this type of destructive behavior. I think the one that's like most interesting, I think to what extent it can destroy your life is Tar. But because of the extension of the film, you really see how this like composer kind of goes to shit because Whiplash in the end, there's this like, like final scene where you're kind of ambivalent, where I think like Demian Chazelle's like point of view peeks through of like, I think he probably not defends, but like certainly kind of, you know, supports to a certain extent this type of obsessive behavior. And it's actually a theme throughout all of his movies, right? Almost of this obsession for something bigger. So I think it's definitely interesting because I think the three of them have a specific point of view in this debate of like, should you sacrifice yourself, like your little individual self for this sacred thing? Um, I think, yeah, it's a choice that every artist needs to make and these movies kind of help us get a perspective into a genius. So I think it's interesting. What do you think? I think what you're saying is specifically like interesting to look at in terms of like how each one of these characters is like characterized in the film and see like how that obsession or passion for their craft like intervenes with their personal life. Um, and I feel like how each one of these directors choose to, per to like characterize one of each of these protagonists is interesting because I feel like as you were saying in some of them there's more of like a critique or a sh like just a showcasing or like suggestion of what this can like cause. And I think like in Whiplash, Chazelle like sees or showcases the genius uh, of the artist and what it can lead you to like obsession, addiction and like pressure. Um, and I feel like her, his, take on this is like kind of like a fascination on how ma maniac you can become but no not necessarily like a comment where like on whether it's good or bad or like how you should do it just like I feel like with Damien Chazelle is literally he's fascinated with just how mental he goes and with like kind of picturing every step in that process uh for him is enough like that is the base of the film um and then like with Boiling Point I think it's more like a, a comment on like the stress and the danger of putting yourself under under so much pressure um which can like lead to addictive unhealthy behaviors but not necessarily like in a kind of fetishized way like oh my god look at look at the craft of or, like look at the dedication of this artist you're here i think here in his film he's trying to convey more like stress rather than passion so maybe he's like more there's also this kind of fascination uh but more a fascination for showcasing stress and then with tar i feel like the fascination is more like gravitates more towards ambiguity and like like profiling a character that isn't necessarily i don't know from what i've seen around it's like some people have even seen Tara as a boss woman and others have seen her as like this horrible person. I think mostly everyone sees her at this as this horrible person. But Todd Field likes to look at how like, yeah, Tara is kind of struggling with her ego and like existing in the world. So I think here there is more of like a villainization of the character 
and there is this like fascination of profiling this this horrible person and like the effect she has on other people yeah i don't know i feel like tar specifically is a it's a very problematic character because i feel like i don't know if you heard about the venice like the venice screening where they were all watching the scene where like she's kind of dismissing this student like brown black student who identifies as like pansexual or i don't know exactly what he identifies with where she's like being kind of aggressive and inappropriate with him and like critiquing all cancel culture well yeah cancel culture with the artist like critiquing separating the artist with the person um like everyone at the end of the scene started clapping or like a part of the of the of the artist started like clapping and that was like what so weird for some i remember like hearing this critique talking about this and he was like wow i mean it is not clear what todd feel is trying to like suggest with with tar but definitely i at least saw it as a satire but the fact that some people like were clapping yeah you know i think it's very says a lot about the kind of audience that sees this film i think it's kind of what happened with me when i watched the joker for example it's like some people took took him as the hero and i was like that's not the point of the movie like it's not because i think people get confused of like she is the protagonist it's kate blanchett so there's a certain element that's like fascinating in the movie um but it's definitely like she is the villain like not the villain in traditional like evil sense but she has a very dark side which ends up costing like costing her her career i think my takeaway from the film specifically that i thought was like really brilliant uh from the director is that people left the movie thinking this was a real person this was a biopic and i think that's part of like when talking about genius and like this discourse of like oh we're gonna make this biopic about this like brilliant artist and da 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 i think it's kind of a subversive version of taking this genre and showing you know a lot of debates in the artistic community because for me the scene with the kid is really interesting because I kind of see both generations of artists so when people clapped I think it's the older generations of actors or whatever who don't know the discourse about like pronouns identities and just feel like alienated uh, confronted by the most woke New York NYU type of students will which are like that so it really clashes like that in real life so i think people clapped because they saw themselves as tar you know as that character but they didn't see how badly it was affecting this the student so i think it's just like a matter of where do you place yourself in the story that didn't give them enough distance to see that the, it's very like it's problematic behavior whether she has a point or not the way she trans says it is like so aggressive, violent, and you know. So yeah, I heard divided opinions about it, but... But you know, it's funny you say about like what you point out about it being like a very realistic movie and how it's like um, successful in that. Because I've heard like people actually saying, like not understanding the tone of the film, whether it was like... And like, for example, this scene being very like exaggerated and like the script being very kind of 
badly written and like just playing into again like stereotypes and getting this like very kind of obvious minority bisexual profile then using like the whole like tiktok platform to like create her downfall and everything i don't know many people are saying that actually what was very kind of disorienting with this film was that yeah they didn't know how realistic it was like how realistic lydia tar was and how much of like a real character character she could be um and i remember this but like this person being like oh yeah it's very refreshing because now that we're comparing like the different these different like genius stories yeah we don't usually see a female genius story this way or we, or we don't usually see like a horrible like selfish um genius woman who's like at the top of her career and then seeing like her downfall or like the typical kind of like male problems that have like led to like certain famous people being cancelled like the me too movement and things like that like affecting like a woman um and yes this was i remember this person saying like oh yeah we haven't seen that a lot because like there like exists no woman like that like there these kind of women don't exist and i was like mm, i'm not sure like what, what what is this what do you think i mean i know that for example to give a specific example like what's the name of uh the argento daughter got cancelled in the mm. me too movement she was one mm. of the first spokesperson and that then got cancelled i think it's yes we haven't seen it as much but also because there's not that many like prolific like female directors or like artists or whatever and i think for me you know in classical music there's not that many women who are conductors so that's part of the fantasy right and that's why it's like oh it's this genius and the da 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 i think it, it like it builds it up in the first act of lydia tar is like this brilliant thing and i think for me it's it it's not necessarily realistic because it's a movie the same way whiplash you're sometimes like taken aback where you're like whatever in boiling point like it's the suspension of disbelief or whatever you want to call it of like not not that many things can go wrong but we do want to see them go wrong because it's a movie so i think no it's not going to be realistic but because it's not a real person but I do think it plays into all the tropes of like biopics, but makes them more fun because it's a fake person. So he can go to the max. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about like using the fact that these people are not real to kind of, yeah, have like creative freedom um, and exaggerate certain aspects. But I think what's like interesting in each one of these films, even though they're all talking about like, yeah creative minds it's like maybe like the commentary that each director wants to do like social commentary through these portrayals you know and how much of these films are maybe like socially or politically charged because i think it really like in terms of tone and what they want to say about the world it changes a lot um i feel like whiplash is quite like apolitical well not apolitical it is commenting i think it is denouncing like the maybe like the pressure that exists in this kind of um music institutions but it's not it doesn't doesn't really want to make a like wider comment rather than like using fletcher i think his name like jk simmons is fletcher right um i feel like the kind of abuse or like extra ma ma like macho 
uh, behavior that he uses, abusive behavior that he uses is almost like, almost comical to the point of like comical, um, like unbelievable in that sense. And I think it's like used more as a plot device for driving like um, Mad Seller to the like breaking point not necessarily like denouncing the kind of abusive relationships that exist in this kind of institutions i don't know that because i haven't been in a creative institution whereas tar has so much more and this also plays into the kind of idea that this film is so realistic it takes like so many kind of contemporary issues like real life details like mentioning composers being based in like the berlin orchestra uh in this kind of environment 21st century environment with again like me too movement cancel culture um takes all of these different like environmentally like environmental aspects that exist right now um to create this character and of course we see her downfall but there's also like a lot of it is very like politically and socially charged and I think the fact that like Tara is such a horrible character is a way for us to kind of identify these these issues a bit more. And then with Boiling Point, I feel like it's a much more like socialist <laughs> comment. I feel like it's more like let's show the labor of these people like in an industry that is not necessarily paid attention like we don't usually pay attention to it as as much or it's not as sexy for example in film than like music or art but yes i think what do you think about like the way she like they all use their characters to make a wider social comment well i think going back to what you said about whiplash i for example went to an acting school for one year that was like literally that abusive like just Stuff that I'm not even, like, comfortable sharing because there's also a big repercussion on artists uh, that go through these specific institutions if they speak against it. But it's, like, it's known, for example, like, ballet dancers who've put, like, nails on, like, other dancers' shoes so the, like, competitor cannot dance again. Like, it's true that it's starting to dim out because of social media, so I think that connects to Tar. This type of behavior, I think we're going to see less and less because also, you know, in terms of debates of education, this type of obsessive behavior creates artists that like, honestly, like have a lot of very deep mental health issues and like are not pleasant to work with. So they're not like team players. Like when you break someone to that point in whiplash, you create someone like Tar which is like pure obsessive narcissism, like genius type of thing, which I think the character in Boiling Point is the most likable in a sense, because like in Whiplash, because you see him suffer, you want him to thrive. But I think the most likable uh, is the chef, because you see he cares about his team. So he's not like solitary. And all this pressure he puts himself in, like into, it's partially because he really cares about his restaurant and that like involves other people um i think boiling point for me um uh, is kind of the one that i think most people could relate to because it as you said it talks about stress 
rather than genius because he's not placed as like this genius. It's more like he's really good, but he's really good because he has like killed all other aspects of his life. Uh, but I think, yeah, the way it's shot also is like very, very brilliant. I think both of these three films are really like well shot and accompany the story. But Boiling Point is just like, you know, uh, how do you call it in English? Sequence shot or whatever, you know. It's one just, shot. It, one like shot, one, yeah. yeah. It feels like that the whole movie. So it's very stressful. Um, and all the B plots are like always introduced and just kind of weave their way into it. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't also know. He's, he's, he's the most, he's definitely the most like human of all. He's more, he's, he's portrayed more as a struggling human rather than like a self like obsessive mm, tool that wants to become like perfection you know um and i think that really comes across but for example i think that's why tar has created much more controversy i, I even like saw this person like name this era tar wars um because, yeah, the, the, the character is, is less likable or is more, um, has more complexity. Maybe not more complexity, but has like more um, questionable moral values, uh, which this has created again, like more controversy. But I think it's also good to get a film that gets people to talk. Um, some people were offended by how, like, it ended with, like, the, her downfall being represented as, like, her going to a third world country, living in this like, kind of, like, environment that is inhospitable for her and kind of, like, associating that environment as less valuable than, like, a Berlin European lifestyle. Um... And I don't know, what do you think about her, about that? I think, I mean, I get that critic, but to be honest, if you're in that world, classical world, or even like ballets, we know which ballets in the world are the best, right? It's like London, New York, and maybe back in the day, Russians, not anymore. So you have two or three institutions per industry, which are regarded as the, you make it. And I think what is interesting is like, she, in a weird way, when I saw that part, I was like, good for her? Like, she didn't deserve the other thing? So this thing, I think, could be a, like, new opportunity. I think viewing it as negative is like, yeah, there's not prestige, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's realistic because in the real world, we have this like Eurocentric thing for institutions, which is negative. But I don't think Todd Field went and celebrated that. He just showed kind of what would happen, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The karma. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I mean, at the same time, like, it's not like her, she doesn't have any money. Like, she wouldn't stay in the like, shit ass hotel like that some things were not that realistic and like then like kind of his her backstory of 
like the American dream. I guess also that is something interesting to see, like both Whiplash and Tar kind of are like American dream driven. Like if if you if you like literally kill yourself, I mean practice to like kill yourself or like do the like your craft becomes your life. If you just focus on that, you'll make it. Like put the effort and you'll make it. Um and funnily enough, they're both kind of like based on American characters, whether whereas Boiling Point is maybe like po denouncing more like that work-life balance um, in a in a clear way. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of the other ask a question of like, what is the cost? They don't say exactly, like, is it worth it, not worth it. I think they kind of take, not an easy route, but it's kind of like, oh, I just show you this reality. You show, you choose kind of on your beliefs if you're, if you support that or not. Because I know personally artists who are like, as long as I make it, I don't care if it's like three years and then the rest of my life is you know, bad, or I will sacrifice my personal life for it, and people who are very against it. And I think that will subjectively affect the way you view that film, where their boiling point is very clear-cut. It's like, this is not the way, because everyone is miserable, and the art is just like, it doesn't elevate the cuisine, right, to the point where it's like, we would die for that. It's just like, this is a really good restaurant, but it's not worth it. Whether the other ones kind of place it of like whiplash, the final scene kind of has an effect on you where he he does it and you're like, wow, you know? And Tar also the the parts where she conducts and this charisma she has also is charming. So it's conflicting. I don't know. Personally, when I watch these films, I kind of Yeah, I'm divided because it's the dream we've been all sold kind of re revives itself, but at the same time, you're like, I don't want to live like these people. No, for sure. And I think like a, a common focus in the three of them is both the artist, but also the repercussions on like the outside world, you know, that you can like, you can forge your own path, but that's, these are the things that are not under your control, right? Because in all of them, what kind of like gets them off track or destabilizes them for specific moments is yeah, the outside world. Like in Whiplash is well having this person like on top of him, like a like an authoritarian figure, having being able to like yeah, change his path or define how successful he's gonna be. Then and then like things like suddenly realizing that he can't date someone or that him being completely honest will draw him away from people or like will make him excuse my language an asshole um and these are the kind of like external factors that are not under their control that make you like realize oh they're like a person they're doing their own thing but within a wider society um and that is what like destabilizes him then like in boiling point two he has like he's juggling people already like in his job it's not only his career he has to like run an orchestra run a, um a, a kitchen but not only that he has to juggle like familiar life and that's like 
being in the kitchen is what is not allowing him to like be there for his daughter and everything so again it's like you're a person but you also are socializing with other people and then in tar i mean it is so obvious like she's just restless and like ruthless with everything that is in her life all of her, all of her relationships are transactional but with her i think it's different because i feel like it's so much more like deliberate and calculated and whiplash is like she, he's he's just starting he's trying to figure it out in boiling point he's still also just figuring it out but he's he knows he's like in the shit basically whereas with tar what's so like genius about it is that she thinks she's got everything under control and everything is like magnifically conducted in her life and then as simple as like a badly edited video can like suddenly trigger all of these external relationships that she's not been like caring for and being completely like narcissist with um and i think yeah maybe like all these three all these three films just show like you can be great but you're in the real world right and there's like other people who are going to be affecting your life path especially nowadays i think Tar feels the most recent also because of that. In Boiling Point, I think the weight of maybe social media is brought into the dining room, right? With the clients, with everyone in their specific thing and how they can alter your world, which is the restaurant. Um, I think in Tar is social media. Uh, I think in Whiplash, he's at a stage where he's studying. So he's kind of in a different stage of these people's lives, right? But he would probably end up having some similar situation as Tar. So, yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting point that I think also the fascination with these characters, I think it's because we're going to see less and less of them. Yeah. Uh, In the because, real world, you mean? Yeah, because genius. I was thinking the other day, like Hollywood stars before, the only thing you would get is tabloids <clears throat> in magazines. But you wouldn't get... You know, now every little moment you have in a red carpet can be edited. And I think the distortion of a specific tiny moment in your life can impact at least the next month. Like when people become a meme or something, it's like for them, it's like 10 seconds of their lives and it's become repetitive and repetitive. So I think in that sense, Tar is quite interesting but yeah, that's why I think we're going to see less geniuses because they're going to be more exposed as like regular people. So you can't like let them become gods because you have every tiny moment of their lives recorded. Yeah, for sure. It's like both are professional or just like they're, they're completely exposed. And because they're in like such, I feel like also what's really magic about those films is like seeing how like, no matter what industry you are and in this in this specific case more like creative industries you're like always in a, on a stage like everything you're gonna be doing has like some kind of social power dynamic you know you have to be careful with everything you do like every step you take um and like from what you were saying like nothing is gonna remain like secretive uh but like even more than that, like not being, like taking away the factor of like you're constantly being exposed because of social media, just like how in life your actions have repercussions, you know, you're just like, yeah, in a, 
in a surveilled world. <laughs> so be careful. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. But anyways, do you want to get like scores on each yeah, other? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm feeling the scores now. Like, okay, let's yeah. go. Um, okay, you start with boiling point. Okay, uh, boiling point because when I saw it, I hadn't heard much about it. I knew it was one of the big films coming out of the UK region, like, of that year. So I was excited to see it, but I didn't know what it was about. I would say, like, excitement over the film would be a six, right? Um, enjoyment while watching it would be... A nine. I really enjoyed it. I think the only reason why I take a point is was like I'm gonna have a panic attack at some point. Like I'm so stressed. Like, please let them survive this. And you know, no spoilers, but yeah. So it, definitely a nine. And in retrospect, I think also a nine. Like it's a film that I have recommended to people um, because I do think the way they portray stress is very interesting and. It's brilliantly shot and the actors are so good in it, like every single one of them. That is definitely like one to watch. Um, so that would be for Boiling Point. How about you? Yeah, for me it was, um, I would say seven, like expectation, because I knew, I had always, see, always saw, like seen it in, in Netflix. And I don't know why I had like that association with like it being... Like a Netflix production and, and not having a lot of faith in it. Um, but then, like, I was, you, you recommended it to me. And actually, I saw it after Tar. Because I was, I kind of, kind of, like, came, went into these, into this, <laughs> like, binge watching of, like, genius obsessive artists. Because I was, yeah, I don't know, I suddenly became very obsessed with that. <laughs> uh, uh, contaminated by their, their behaviors. Um, but yeah, seven, enjoyment. I mean, yeah, you don't enjoy it, but enjoyment in the way it's, like, shot and everything, I would say nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, and then retrospect, yeah, also a nine. I think sometimes, I actually think sometimes, like, the one shot kind of tired me a bit, but I think it's, like, super intentional, but I don't know, like, now maybe talking about the other ones, I'm, I would have liked a bit more of, like, dynamism. Uh... But yeah, and then for Whiplash, I'm going to say, actually, I don't know. You go. <laughs> okay, Whiplash, I don't know, because I think back in the day, if I'm honest, when it came out, I didn't know much about Damien Chazelle. Uh, I don't know if, was it prior to La La Land or after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was her. Yeah, this right? Was, this was yeah. his debut film. There's a film that like made... I mean, La La Land kind of was his breakout, like, break, yeah, breakout film, where yeah. saw it, but Whiplash was what, like, positioned him in the map, whatever yeah. that means. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I remember going, like, okay, people are talking about it, uh, but I just thought it wasn't going to be my type of movie. Uh, yeah, I think probably a five, then in terms of enjoyment... Uh, eight because there was some point where I kind of disconnected but in general it's very tense movie very well made the shots are fascinating performances also brilliant I think throughout the three movies every actor is brilliant uh, in retrospect 
I would say a nine because I think it has marked and paved a lot of like movies in the industry and it has been a reference and it's something that still nowadays we kind of talk about this movie so I think it has done a lot and I do think about this film often so I think it has marked me in a way that you know I can only see now in retrospect. Yeah I I'm gonna like rate it in terms of the second watch which was like two weeks ago because I saw it like not very I saw it like when it came out not not exactly the same year but not I think maybe like two years later and it marked me so much that film um it's one of those films that I saw like a long time ago and I was like very excited to rewatch. so for expectations in this rewatch, um I had like a nine expectation I was like oh my god this film was great I loved it um and then I saw it and still still liked it but was a bit disappointed in some aspects I, I like had kind of idealized it um when I first watched it uh and there was just like some things that especially like putting putting it in comparison with Tar I like kind of felt that Fletcher for example was much more like unidimensional than than Tar and it was like too what I was saying this kind of macho aspect of him was like almost comical like unbelievable you know so like the dynamics between them were just not great there was less dialogue i don't know i enjoyed it much less so i would say like uh a seven um but i agree with you that i think it marked like kind of the base of like a lot of movies that we're gonna see now so i'm gonna say like um in retrospect yeah an eight um and then for tar i had no I had like no expectations. This like this, I swear this friend of mine was like, "Yeah, come, come see Tar," and I was like, "Cool." So I would say like five, not because I had, but it, well, I hadn't been on my radar. Like I had seen it, but I just hadn't like shown any interest, so wasn't really prepared for anything. So five. Then I went in and I was like completely absorbed because there's like this thriller, thriller kind of uh, tone to it, uh, which adds a lot. Um, so I'm gonna say like enjoyment nine i was completely in it not gonna lie absorbed it uh absorbed by it and then retrospect i'm gonna say like an eight because i think some of the some of the yeah some of like the delivery of like how to showcase her downfall and where she comes from and everything are a bit too like cliched and a bit clumsy in terms of like writing but but yeah, it's a very good film. Okay. Uh, for me, I had high expectations. But because, as you know, I love Kate Blanchett. Like, I just love her. Like, anything she's in. Even Don't Look Up. Like, I didn't like that film. But every time she came on screen, I was like, let's go. Like, I... Yeah, so I had really big expectations. Because everyone was kind of saying it's her best performance, right? Um... Or one of the best, right? Like, crowning roles of her career. Um, so, my expectations were probably around, like, 8, 9. Because I was really excited to watch it. Um, and then, enjoyment, I would say 8, 9. Because I was in it, as you said. There was a couple of times where I was like, okay. Just, I had, I remember at one point kind of being like, 
I don't know if I believe this, but it was just at a few points in the movies. The rest I really enjoyed. And kind of this journey, I think it's like, it's really hard to get bored in that film. There's just so much and so many good scenes. Uh, and in retrospect, I think it would be a eight as well because I still love the movie. I would recommend anyone to watch it. I do think... They were right about Kate Blanchett's performance. It's very interesting, very nuanced, but it's not in a Hollywood type of way. Like, it's not an Oscar role, but it's just, like, a very subtle, interesting role, but at the same time, it's very strong and, like, very specific. Um, but also the con contro controversies... Ugh, I don't know how to say that word, but, you know, uh, kind of the critics they had towards the film... Some of them were right and did raise a point, so I think definitely there, the whole debate around it has kind of made me take more distance from the film, which I am thankful for, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, just like, yeah, we do have to kind of um, credit the films that do get us talking. Uh, I, I think you like the finding like the balance between like, oh, just being controversial for the sake of it and getting like bad rep. Well, that's not good, but I feel like at least Todd Field here tries to, like, be cheeky and, you know, like, suggest certain, yeah, certain problematic um, discussions. Um, but, but yeah, I think we've come to, to the end of our episode. Yeah. Again, uh, please, like, text us if there's something you completely disagree about. And then you're exactly. like... Or something you particularly liked or something you want us mm -hmm. to talk about. Because we have plenty of ideas, but we're, we, we're open to anything. Yeah. Oh, and we even have an email now because we're all professionals. So you can yes. either text us the suggestions because we know who you are, our wonderful listeners. Or you yeah. can send us an email at uh, it's working title film podcast at gmail.com. So very easy. Uh, so, yeah, we're very excited for you to listen to us and hopefully you'll continue to do so. Yeah. Anyways, lots of love to everyone. Yes. Bye. Ciao. Ciao.